Welcome to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast. I am Matthew Ivan Bennett, your host for this podcast series, which we produce for you, the audience member, to get a little sneak peek into our upcoming season. We will have exclusive conversations with directors, designers, and even some of the playwrights and composers from the 2015-2016 season. On this episode, we have Pioneer Theatre Company Managing Director Chris Lino and Artistic Director Karen Eisenberg to talk about the season. For new patrons uh, who may not know who you are or what you do, quickly introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Chris Lino. I'm the managing director of the Pioneer Theatre Company. And I'm Karen Eisenberg. I'm the artistic director. I've been uh, at the theatre for 24 years, and as the managing director, I'm responsible for all things related to money. That's money coming in and money going out. Um, and as artistic director, Karen is responsible for all things related to art, and as she often reminds me, without the art there's no reason for the money, and as I sometimes remind her, without money it's very hard to make good art. So obviously our, our jobs interact in many critical ways as Karen is determining what shows we're going to do and how we're going to do them, and I try and come up with the money. And I love him for it. So what sets us apart as a Utah theater company? Well, particularly the fact that we are a fully professional theater company. Everybody at Pioneer Theater gets paid for their work. Um, we also have div the most diverse programming. We have big Broadway musicals, we have brand new world premiere plays, and kind of everything in between. So in a seven show season, there is, as best as I can put together, one of everything that should appeal, something that should appeal to everybody in the entire state of Utah. And I know that's, that's something that attracted me to the theater when I first came out here 24 years ago, that one, one month you would see a big Broadway musical uh, produced very much like you would see a musical produced in New York, and the next, uh, the next month you would see something, either a classic or a new play or a contemporary drama, maybe that you hadn't heard of or didn't know a lot about, uh, but was every bit as exciting as seeing those razzle-dazzle musicals. So I think that sets us apart, certainly in the state of Utah, where, um, and along the Wasatch Front, we're one of the only theaters that can do that broad range of work. And the other thing, as Karen said, that sets us apart is we're, we're an equity theater. Um, we're employing actors uh, that are the same actors you would see in New York, uh, and in professional theaters across the country. So you're really seeing some of the best theater professionals in the country when you come to see a show at Pioneer Theater Company. Before we get into the season, I want to bring up Play by Play. It's the third year for Play by Play, our new play reading series. A patron last season said, this is the best $10 I've ever spent on theater. What do you, what do you want in the future for Play by Play? For Play by Play? I, I, I want a second stage so that Play by Play can move on to productions of play-by-play -play shows that are seen in that kind of an intimate setting. Um, I also want play-by-play -play to be the hottest ticket in Salt Lake. Let's do a show-by-show -show preview now. We open with Fiddler on the Roof, a classic musical we haven't seen in 21 years here. It's 
one of the best musicals of all time, probably, you know, in that list of top five musicals. And I think it's exciting that it hasn't been done here at Pioneer in, in more than 20 years. Um, I've actually only done it once before in my career, so it's such an important piece of theater and so beautifully done. And for me personally, it is my heritage, so to be able to share that with our audience is really exciting and important and fun. It's one of my favorite musicals. It's one of those few musicals where every song is a, is a showstopper and a hit, and a hit song. And, um, one of the first shows that my parents took me to see years and years ago was a tour of Fiddler on the Roof with Zero Mostel. So it, it's always had a warm place in, in my heart. And I just think it's a show that Salt Lake audiences have always loved and embraced. And we'll be able to do just a, a knockout production of it, a, a truly superb production. We're in the middle of casting it right now. I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that. But, no, um, those are the fun surprises for <laughs> our audience. We also revive as an add-on the Rocky Horror Show, the concert version for Halloween. It was a big event last year. I'm very excited to be able to do it again. Um, I think you will see some familiar faces returning. I don't want to um, tip my hand quite yet on that one either, but um, I think that will be appealing to the folks who came last year. If you missed it last year, um, it's back again. We're doing an extra performance as well. so. Um, there's even more opportunity for people to see it and you know if that's something you saw in the movie theater when you were in college and you had a good time guess what you can have a good time again five years later or 30 years later <laughs> well and the fun thing about the Rocky Horror Show that's so different from everything else we do is that it invites audience participation so it, it, it's I've been here 24 years it's the only time in our theater I've seen uh, uh, patrons of both genders dressed up in fishnet stockings um, and shouting back replies to the cast while they were performing on stage. So it, it, it's a lot of fun. I think theater sometimes has this reputation for being very staid and the audience's job is to sit and listen and Rocky Horror um, does away with all that and invites the audience to participate. So I think it'll be a blast. It was a big hit for us last time. And I'm also pleased to point out that there's no conflict with the University of Utah football games. Um, so um, everybody can come and have a good time. Buy your prop kit. Buy your prop kit. Uh, up second is Outside Mullingar, a Tony-nominated play by John Patrick Shanley. Yeah, we like to say if you, if you like, uh, liked Doubt, which was done here uh, a few years ago, um, this is by the same playwright. Um, it's a romantic comedy story. I just loved it. I, I cried, I laughed. It's all those things you're supposed to say about theater. Isn't that silly? But that's exactly what it is. It has one of the, it has one of the most engaging uh, heroines that I've read on, on the page. I've not, yeah. I didn't see the production in New York. Uh, that I've read in a long, long time, and a really wonderful life uh, love story, but filtered through that kind of glum Irish sensibility um, where there's a lot of, uh, there's sort of a lot of dark humor. Um, and these two people who are trying to, to find uh, their way to each other and have known each other since they were very young children. So I think, it, I think it's just something our audience will like a lot. Up third for Christmas, 
is a musical extravaganza called It Happened One Christmas. Yeah, we're creating this show right now, this minute, in my office. Our stacks of music and, and ideas for, for this show. So it is especially being created for the Pioneer Theatre audience, for Salt Lake City, for everybody. It is going to be family-friendly. It's going to kind of have everything you expect in a Christmas show if you, if you make that list. Um, and interestingly enough, it is the thing I'm getting the most questions about. What is it? What's happening? What's in it? So I, I'm going to perpetuate the Christmas surprise of it and and kind of not give it away too much because that's like ruining a Christmas present. How fun is that if you know what's in the package? So I'm not giving away too much, but I, I, I would venture to say that there really isn't, you're not going to be missing anything. If you expect something in a Christmas show, I'm going to guess we're going to give it to you. And I can only talk about it from the managing director perspective because Karen is, is in the process of creating it. But I know what we've budgeted for it in terms of the size of the cast and the size of the orchestra. And so I believe it will be uh, a, a, a holiday extravaganza. I believe you'll, you'll see a lot of razzle-dazzle in this production. Up fourth is $2 Bill a brand new play and world premiere by Los Angeles writer T.J. Brady. I stumbled upon this play. The director, Matt August, gave it to me very much at the last minute as I was planning the season, and I, I read it and couldn't believe how perfect it was for this theater, for this audience, for, for us. I was so excited about it and had such a wonderful conversation with T.J., and Matt about being able to do it. Um, and I'm really proud that we're able to do another world premiere play. Um, I, I will continue to say um, I will only do world premiere plays when they are right for us, for our theater, for our audience. Um, it is part of my mission, but it's also part of my mission to do it upright. Um, and uh, I think if you were excited by seeing Alabama story last season. It's a, it's a very different kind of story, but I think then you will be excited by a new, another kind of new play. And it's a, it's a different story. Chris can give it away. I don't like telling the secret of the play. Well, I won't, I don't know how much I'll give away, but I will say Karen brought it into me, walked into my office and said, read this. And I fell in love with it every bit as much as Karen did. I think it's a really smart play. It's got a, a sort of rip from the headlines topicality. Um, in particular, um, I think um, since it's set in an academic environment, a major university, I think it will be of interest um, to uh, the university community of which we're a part. But, but, but the ethical questions it poses are questions that I think will be of interest to the, to the entire anybody. community. Any, anybody who's ever had to address issues of, um, of the ethicality of how you present yourself and what you say about yourself um, will appreciate this, this play very much. Up fifth is An Inspector Calls, a mystery thriller. It is. It's a mystery th thriller that is a hundred years old and is every bit as vibrant today as I, I assume, well, I wasn't around a hundred years ago when they did it, but as I'm assuming it was, if it's still around now. It's, it's a neat play. Um, it is. It's a mystery thriller that asks some sort of social questions, um, but it's not didn't. didactic. And um, has, has it ever been done here? 
It has not ever been done. It's never been done here, so I'm excited that it's a Pioneer Theater first. Um, but it, but it's a it's a play that that had a very notable revival in New York um, about 20 years ago. In that, it was a transfer um, from from a London production, and it was kind of the beginning of the idea that the regional theater movements, London and and outside of New York, was was really developing interesting work with classic theater. Um, so in a in a sense, it was a game changer in that way as well. So I think it's neat that we get to do it. I, it it's a show that if, if you work in the theater, you, you're familiar with the title um, uh, because everybody knows. And J.B. Priestley is kind of revered in Great Britain the way maybe Arthur Miller is in this country. And so school children read his plays and they're produced more over there. Um, but I had I had never seen it or read it, and and when again Karen said she was considering it, I, I read it on a plane ride. Um, I was just it was edge of the seat gripping. Um, it, it's just one of those old-fashioned, really well-made plays where I I would imagine that there will be gasps from the audience at certain points in the play when there are revelations made about what's happening on stage. And, and I think that's, that's one of the things that theater should try and do, and people will really enjoy that play. Up sixth is Cowgirls, a country-western musical. That's a country-western musical with classical music roots. Um, I think it has one of the best premises you can describe. So a classical music trio envision this, you know, lovely ladies dressed in black with tasteful pearls and cl a classical instrument group uh, is mistakenly booked in a country honky-tonk and they have 48 hours to turn themselves into country musicians. So that image to me is sort of unique and spectacular unto itself and ripe for musical theater. And then on top of it in this show those actors actually play those instruments, both the classical side and the countryside. So it requires a group of actors that have a very unique set of skills, which is exciting to see. Um, and I just, I think it's going to be rollicking fun. I, I think Karen said it all. I, I did not know the piece, but the, but the, the idea of six actresses um, playing all the, their instruments on stage and going back and forth from classical music to country and western music just seems like a hoot. So it's one of those shows, unlike we just talked about in Inspector Calls, where there's redeeming social value. Our goal with Cowgirls is just to give the audience a rollicking good time, and I think they'll, they'll have that for Cowgirls. Then finally, capping off the season, is the U.S. professional premiere of The Count of Monte Cristo, also a musical. Also a musical. This is a musical version by Frank Wildhorn and Jack Murphy. Um, you may know Frank's work from uh, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel, Civil War. He's written many shows, um, is internationally known. Uh, and Frank came to us and said, I'd really love to do this professionally at Pioneer Theater and get you guys involved. And um, so I've been working with him already for six months uh, on the show and um, it will be quite exciting for us to do this new production here um, and to have Frank Wildhorn and Jack Murphy participating in the process so um, if you like 
the classic stories with a contemporary musical sensibility. There you are. You can't do better than that. I, I just think f for our patrons um, who may not understand how big a deal it is for us to be producing the professional American premiere of a major, big new musical. Um, it's very ambitious, um, but the nice thing about it, as Karen said, it, it's built around a very famous story that a lot of us read when we were children. It's got adventure, it's got it's swashbuckling, um, but with a lot of spectacular music and it, it will be um, a, a big, big experience for patrons um, when they come to see this. What do you say to the Salt Lake Cityan who has never been to Pioneer Theatre Company? What are you waiting for? Um, what I would say is we do something that sometime during the season that appeals to everybody. So if you, if you love theatre, if you love the performing arts, um, there's something in this coming season that is just right for you. But the other thing I would say is there are some things that are right for you that you may not know are right for you. Don't be afraid of trying a play you've never heard of, whether it's $2 Bill, which is a world premiere by an emerging young playwright, or an inspector calls a 100-year-old classic um, mystery um, by J.B. Priestley. Um, take a chance on seeing something that you don't know anything about. You may find it's one of your favorite theater experiences. Yeah, I find it hard to believe, but if you have never been to see live professional theater, there's nothing like it. It is the most thrilling experience to know that those people are live. It's not a movie, it's not TV. They're right in front of you. Uh, and I, I think it's totally worth a try. And uh, I would say one more thing, but I, and I'll defer to Karen because she knows this better than I do, but the performers you see at Pioneer Theatre Company are the same performers who are appearing on Broadway. So you're seeing the best performers, the best actors and actresses and the, that this country has to offer. And a lot of the people who have performed at Pioneer Theatre Company um, are now on Broadway. I mean, I'm yeah, currently, currently right now we, we have recent Pioneer alumni in Something Rotten, The Curious Incident of the Dog, Les Mis, Mamma Mia. There's, there's probably half a dozen to ten shows on Broadway that have our recent alums in it. And I think that's really exciting and speaks well of our, our institution and of our community who welcomes them so well. Chris and Karen, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for listening to our first episode of the PTC Pre-Show Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or with the podcast app on your iPad or iPhone for free. Just click on the subscribe link on our website, Pioneer Theater, spelled R-E dot O-R-G, and you'll automatically receive all future episodes when we post them. You'll also be able to find the episodes specific to the show being discussed on the individual show's webpage. They'll be available shortly before the opening of each show. We hope you enjoy the 2015-2016 season of Pioneer Theatre Company. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at marketing at ptc.utah.edu. This is Matthew Affenbennett.